Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Space News Pod. Hmm. How are you guys doing today? Hope everyone's doing well. My name is Will Walden. I am the host of the Space News Pod. I do this every single day. So make sure to subscribe, follow, and listen all the time. And also chat it up. Have a question? Let me know. Just uh, hit me up in chat. And we'll go from there. So thank you so much for everybody that's joining me right now. Also, thank you, uh, P-Ballin001, for the sub on YouTube. Mark27, Alan27, Silva27, for the subs on YouTube. Um, Nahal Mahab Khan, sub on YouTube. Ultian Bogdan on YouTube as well. Uh, Sabin Booth, Simon Liu, Tanvir Shahi for the subs on YouTube. Thank you so much for all of those subs. Thank you for all the follows on um, Periscope as well. You are all amazing. Thank you so much for making this podcast a success on Periscope because it's uh, it's turning out to be a pretty cool thing. And also CastBox Livecasters, thank you for checking out the show. You're really important to the show as well. So if you want to just do audio, Livecast is the way to go go to castbox.fm and find my channel over there. Now, that being said, Tesla and SpaceX uh, could be working on something together. So Tesla makes electric cars. They make really, really fast electric cars, really awesome electric cars. And Elon Musk said in a recent tweet, uh, let me get the, the quote for you. He said, that there's a SpaceX package that will include cold air thrusters. Let me check this out. Cold air thrusters. SpaceX option for the new Tesla Roadster will include about 10 small rocket thrusters arranged seamlessly around the car. These rocket edges dramatically improve acceleration, top speed, braking, and cornering. Okay, that's in 2018. That was a little while ago. We haven't really got a glimpse of these things yet. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> like, it just seems it, to me, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's preposterous that this exists, that there's a, uh, 
there's a supercar out there, like the Roadster, that has rocket engines on it. Think about that for a second. Rocket engines on a vehicle, on a car that you can buy and you can drive on the road. It's a collaboration between SpaceX and uh, <laughs> and Tesla. So the funny thing about that is it's true. It's real. And Elon Musk recently said, uh, SpaceX thruster package will be subtle, hidden behind license plate. He said that on July 13th of 2019. So these things aren't cheap either, right? So there's reservations for these cars. They're about $200,000. That's the base version. That's the very, very bottom line of these Tesla Roadsters. They want to put them into production by 2020. And the deposit for them, if you got the money for a $200,000 car, the deposit is $50,000. $250,000 for the Founder Series. I don't know what's on the Founder Series, but we'll find out a little bit later. But the Founder Series is a $250,000 deposit, meaning you buy the car outright, $250,000 for the Founder Series. Not exactly sure what that is, but uh, or what that contains, what is on that car, in that car, what kind of cool stuff does it have? Um, now, the Tesla Roadster, the new one, isn't a priority, though, of course. They want to make Model 3s. They want to ramp up production. They want to make uh, iterations to the Model X and Model S cars as well. So this thing isn't really top of the food chain at this point. They just want to get stuff out there, want to get some information out there so people know what's going to be going on in the near future. Um, so this is a, I, I also want to kind of take a step back and say, this isn't the normal time that I do this podcast. I usually do it at about six o'clock PM Eastern time. So I want to try it a little bit earlier today for all the West coast people, everybody else that's driving into work and commuting to work. Um, this is for you. Like this is basically because, uh, I felt that I was kind of neglecting a portion of the audience that was on the West coast or someplace else that doesn't listen to it at nighttime. So this is for you guys. Now going forward, um, SpaceX is going to be making Starship. If, if you've never heard of Starship before, Starship is an amazingly huge uh, rocket. It's a Mars rocket prototype. Um, and they're going to be doing tests on it tomorrow, actually. This thing is gigantic. It's made of stainless steel, so it's shiny. And it's six stories tall. So this ship is a star hopper because it's not built to fly into space, but it's rather to hop to altitudes at about three miles. So think about three miles for a second, three miles. You could walk three miles, right? You could drive three miles. 
how far are we is three miles. That's pretty far. Now they're going to launch this rocket up. It's going to be a test. Basically what it's going to be doing. They've already done a tethered test. So this ship has done rocket tests where the ship, you know, hovers a little bit above the ground, tethered to the ground. So it doesn't fly off and blow up someplace else. It's very controlled, right? So this next test is going to be three miles into the sky. This next test will have this rocket land vertically like it's supposed to, like the Falcon 9 rockets that already are a thing with SpaceX. And the Starhopper will be on top of the BFR, the big Falcon rocket. Um, it's just a prototype right now, the Starhopper, for the 400-foot-tall launch system known as Starship. And the vehicle uh, will be sending dozens of people to the moon and to Mars when it's complete. And they need to get these complete because they have contracts, possible contracts coming up, three to four contracts of uh, Starship. So they need to get these tests done and they need to make sure that everything goes well because not only do they have customers and clients coming up, they could launch possible dozens of people, of course, thank you for those hearts, to the moon or Mars, and also hundreds of satellites at any time. So SpaceX fired up the Starhopper for the first time in April, and that's the one that I was talking about. They had tethers to this thing. There was kind of like bike chains, and it was a few inches off the ground. So you go from a few inches, right? Like, whatever, that high, to three miles. But, you know, those next tests, they had a couple tests. They were a few inches. The next ones were a couple more inches, you know, a couple more inches up. But this one is completely untethered. Elon Musk said in a tweet, Raptor engine mounted on Starhopper, aiming for hover test on Tuesday. That's tomorrow. Engineers hope to take the vehicle up to 65 feet at this next test. And then after that, three miles, etc. The Starhopper will move sideways and then try to land back on his launch pad. Now these things, like rocketry is hard. Space is really hard. So when you get all these components in one place, you get one giant rocket that's going up, moving side to side. They have to test these things because when the rocket's actually landing and it comes back down to Earth from in space, it needs to be able to move side to side to readjust in order to land. So they're doing these tests to make sure that um, Starhopper will be able to do its duty of landing properly when it comes back to Earth. The other cool thing is that um, there's some evidence out there that the uh, road closures from Cameron, Texas, it's going to say it's going to be about, let's see, 1500 to 2100 Eastern time on Tuesday. So I'll be there three o'clock in the afternoon ish three to six, seven, something like that. 
somewhere around there. Um, I'll be making sure to be around so I can tell you guys what's going on. And they might just live stream it. Because, I mean, how much cooler is it for a company like SpaceX to involve the public in these things? To get us excited about space travel again? Because NASA really isn't doing it that much anymore. NASA's kind of like kind of step back a little bit as far as, you know, public perception goes. Uh, they do a big mission every once in a while, like the Curiosity rover. That was a huge mission to Mars. It's still going on to this day, by the way. So, like, that's a huge deal. But how long ago was that? You know, 10 years ago. SpaceX, every launch they do is exciting. It's exhilarating. Now, when they launch these things and it's going to be a live stream, possibly... Possibly some stuff might blow up. Possibly we could have a disaster, you know? Um, so that's what's cool about it, that they show that they can make mistakes, that they're not perfect, that rocketry is hard. And they, SpaceX and Elon Musk have both gone on the record numerous times and said, hey, we know this is hard. This is hard stuff. We know rocketry is difficult. So they know that, well, it could go bad. And they don't care. It's like, well, why not? Why wouldn't we stream this? And then we could say, oh, cool. Okay, so these are the things we have to fix. That's what they do. They test things out. If the engines go bad, you know, if something goes wrong, whoever, whatever it is, there's a million things that go wrong in a rocket. Rockets aren't easy. If there's a critical failure on these tests, on these initial tests, SpaceX will know what it is. They'll pinpoint it and they'll fix it. So a static fire test would add methane to the flowing oxygen, ignite both fuels and burn Raptor engines for seconds. You know, that's the first ever test. And there's, you know, a lot of other companies out there. Well, a couple of other companies out there doing cool space stuff like Blue Origin. Blue Origin, um, founded by Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, they have a moon lander. They've been working on a moon lander for a while under wraps. It's kind of like, eh, we've heard rumors about it, you know, in the in the community here. But they haven't really unleashed anything, unveiled anything until uh, about three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. And there was a NASA conference uh, about going back to the moon in 2024. And Star, or not Star Harper, the uh, Blue Origin, Blue Moon is what they called it. So NASA is looking for partners to actually launch and land people on the surface of the moon by 2024. Jeff Bezos has ungodly amounts of money. He has more money than some countries. So he has unlimited funding to make things like this. He has unlimited funding to make uh, projects like Blue Moon and rockets. He makes rockets too, right? Blue Origin makes rockets. And they make rockets similar to SpaceX. Self-landing, they can, you know, autonomously come back to Earth. And then when they get here, they'll land by themselves. Kind of crazy. So the next fire test is on Tuesday between 3 and 7, somewhere in there. They have to, they kind of have to keep it wide open because things happen and it's just a test. Um. Uh, Pradeep asked on CastBox, 
do you guys think that if we can't colonize Mars after uh, 300 years, would there be wars for resources? I think there's already wars for resources. So yeah, there'll be wars for resources throughout humanity. We need to take care of this planet first. You know, we need to take care of Earth before we think about Mars. If we can't figure out our differences and kind of live with each other here, why would we go to Mars and become horrible humans up there when we're already horrible humans on Earth? Thanks for those four likes, Pradeep, by the way. Appreciate it. You know, you got to... You got to hedge your bets on humanity. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll do the right thing. That's the plan, right? We all kind of know what we have to do. Be nice to each other. Be good to each other on Earth. Because if we're going to be like, eh, I give up. Let's move to another planet. And still be jerks to each other. You know? And still fight over silly things like resources. If we haven't found a way in 300 years to live in unison with nature, as opposed to like reaping the benefits of oil and non-reusable, renewable resources, then humanity's stupid. (laughs) Think about that. Like if we can't figure out a way to live without oil in the next 300 years, humanity's kind of stupid. Like we're all dumb. We're all jerks. So if we get off this planet and go to go to Mars, go like, oh, yeah, we're still going to fight over oil, fight over resources. Well, that's kind of silly. Uh, Pradeep also said, uh, right now, people will die in Mars without a spacesuit, but it's possible to create atmosphere on Mars by injecting necessary elements. I think SpaceX already has a plan for it. Yes, SpaceX and other scientists have already thought about this. Right. So we have. Um, NASA going back to the moon in 2024. That's important for a few reasons. And I'll tell you why. NASA going back to the moon gives us the technology that we need in order to move forward with Mars colonization. So we learn everything that we need to know about Mars habitats by... um, making things on the moon. So we make habitats on the moon. We take ice, water ice that's on the moon, and we make uh, hydrogen for uh, spacecrafts, for launching spacecrafts from the moon. We take that out of the ice. We take the oxygen out of the ice, H2O, right? And we take the water that we can drink, potable water that we can drink out of this water ice that's on the moon. Same thing as on Mars. Mars has water. Mars has ice, I mean. And there's some water, too. There's some free-flowing water on Mars, which was just discovered a couple of years ago. And it was a huge deal because now we can send astronauts to Mars and go like, okay, this is where the water is. Okay, so you can go get the water. You can, you can process this ice and you can make oxygen to live in or live with. And you can also make these habitats out of the sand that's on Mars surface. And we're going to learn how to use the things in situ uh, that are already on Mars and on the moon through these uh, moon to Mars missions that NASA is planning. 
That's going to be happening starting in 2024. It's difficult. A lot of people will be, you know, planning for, you know, 10, 15 years. In 2030s, we want to send people to Mars. That's the, the nearest Mars will be to Earth will be in 2030. So it's going to be the shortest distance uh, for an astronaut to travel from Earth to Mars. So the less time in space means the less resources we have to send them with, which means uh, the lighter the rocket can be, which means less money. Now, SpaceX, if they have a bunch of money, right, they're making money from NASA. They're making money from rocket launches from private companies, for satellites, etc. So once they get Starhopper, once they get uh, Starship all built, that's what this test is on Tuesday. They'll be able to send things, whatever these things are, to Mars. They'll be able to send uh, people. They'll be able to send materials. They'll be able to send uh, oxygen tanks if they need them. You know, all these things that need uh, sent to Mars so we can build a civilization on another planet. Also, they can send them to the moon. So... That being said, SpaceX and NASA are partnering for these upcoming launches. And November 15th, I'll be going to Florida, the Kennedy Space Center, to watch SpaceX and NASA partner to get human beings back to the moon. Or not to the moon, sorry, to uh, the International Space Station. The first time that astronauts will be leaving U.S. soil on a U.S. rocket. And... That's since the uh, space shuttle program. So I'm excited. November 15th is the tentative date for that. And I can't wait to go down. Have a GoFundMe for it. I will link it. Um, I got a donation. So I'm stoked about that. There, if, you're, if you're interested. I mean, you don't have to. That's just the thing right there. Here's the GoFundMe. If you're interested in those kind of things and helping out, I do appreciate it. Um, so... Yeah, thank you. So the uh, the funny thing is, like, I do that um, because this is my this is my career now. This is what I do. I do podcasts, a podcast every day about space, science, and tech. So those kind of things. It's just like NPR or PBS. You know, I help out with science. I help out with people that want to learn stuff. And I hope people can find value in that. And the best way to actually support something like this um, is to just listen, watch. Podcasting as a career, do you even, or do you get enough money for this then? It is a bit risky, pretty, it's a bit risky. But you know what? I've always been a risk taker. I was a coder for a long time. Um, my previous career, I was coding for 15 years and I got bored. I'm done. You know, I, it's cool. I like it. I'll still take small jobs here and there to kind of, you know, pick up a, a few things, but, um, yeah, I've transitioned my career to this. It is risky. I'm telling you, man, like one of these, one of the things that I've noticed about this is that, um, revenue fluctuates. So you gotta be really mindful with your money and you gotta be very mindful with your time and go to the places where people actually support you. So the best way to support is just to listen, because if you, the more people that I get to listen to this thing, the more I can go to sponsors and be like, Hey, this amount of people listen to this, to the podcast. And then 
get good sponsors that are going to help me out. Um, I've already had a bunch. Uh, Amazon, Audible. Um, Audible's one of my sponsors right now. And they help me out every time somebody signs up for uh, two free audiobooks with my link. Um, they kick me down just a little bit, a little bit of money, not a much, but it's pretty cool because my YouTube channel is okay. And, you know, generating a little bit. So that's the, that's the science or the business of this stuff. Just so everybody knows, I want to be open and honest with everybody. I'm not making a billion dollars. <laughs> like I'm not Joe Rogan, man, I'm not Conan O'Brien. I'm not making a ton of money, but I am doing what I love and I'm happier now than I've been in the last 10 years of doing coding. This is, you know, it's seriously like it's more, more importantly, the risk is worth the reward for me. So doing this as a job, um, you know, even though I don't make as much as I used to, it's way more rewarding doing this, but I can't do this on the side. It takes too much work. Hey, thanks pretty. I appreciate it, man. That's what I'm hoping for is to inspire people to do, you know, good things with their lives and, uh, inspiring people to do great things through science and space and tech. Now I'm going to, this is a, this, so this podcast was a short test, right? So I wanted to see, this is part of the whole like business thing of this, right? Like this, I want to reach the most people that I can, not just business, but in the whole like grand scheme of things, I want people to learn. I want people to know about science. I want them to be excited about space and I want to reach the most people. So uh, I did this test today, see if people would listen at about this time, like 10 a.m. Eastern. And it seems to be okay. It seems to, people showed up. So that was the, the test. I did a 30-minute test. I'm doing these in chunks. So I did a 30-minute test the other day. Pretty good. A 45-minute test last night. Turned out pretty good. Two days ago, I did an hour and a half. Went really well. Really, really well. Super well. So um, I'm going to continue doing that. Um, I'm also on Periscope, by the way. So here's the Periscope link. So if you want to watch, there's a Periscope link. If you want to watch, there you go. You can see my head. But don't leave CastBox. CastBox is awesome. Those guys are great. CastBox is amazing. So anyway... Um, if you could follow the channel, if you want to subscribe, whatever you want to do here, I would appreciate it. And I want to say thank you, but I'm going to take off for now. Uh, so thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the Space News Pod. I hope you keep looking up. Always, always look to the skies because there's awesome things happening up there at all times. So take care, everybody. I will see you soon. Follow so you can get uh, notifications when I go live. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. 
And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.